So, did you think of something? Something you regret that you'd want to go back and change? Oh. Well, okay, um... There was this guy, this man. I connected with him. But when I found out that he wasn't who I thought he was, I kind of overreacted. It wasn't my finest hour. I mean, everyone must have done something they'd want to change, right? That's the idea. So imagine if you had this app. Okay. Imagine if your brainwaves were being monitored for impulsive behavior or anger or violence. Mm -hmm. Imagine if you were sent a tiny pulse, a reminder that you should stop and breathe. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it sounds amazing. The only thing is, what if the app gets it wrong? What do you mean? Well, I just mean, like, what constitutes a mistake? What if anger is justified? This is exactly why we want you on our team, Alex. Oh, yeah? You're absolutely right. Sometimes the answers aren't clear at all. Realm presents Memory Lane Season 2, Episode 4. I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Hey friends, it's Fred Greenhalgh, producer here at Realm. A new episode of Ominous Thrill is ready for your ears. It's Advice After Dark. Late night radio host Bella Donna delivers extreme advice to the delight and horror of her audience until a creepy listener forces her to confront the brutal consequences of her show. Here's a preview. Welcome to my live stream, Bella. Say hello to everyone. What do you want? Click the link. Watch along. I'm not clicking links from psychos. You put that trash on the radio every night and I'm the psycho. You sound like you need help. I'm not one of your fake callers. My show is very, very real. Do you want to know what it's called? No, I don't. It's called Belladonna Gets What's Coming. Starring you. What? It's really starring me, but it's all about you. And you'd be surprised how many people want to watch you get what's coming. I called the police. They'll be here any minute. Yeah, well, we should be done before they get here. Find Ominous Thrill out now, everywhere you listen. 
Casa Damizaj Center for Health and Wellness, California, July 2nd. The morning is mild, and when I step outside, I'm hit with the overwhelming scent of honeysuckle. I press my fingers to my temples and try to breathe. <sighs> I don't know what to think. I look around for Ned, Judith's son. He's no longer by the tree. Alex! Peyton runs toward me. Are you okay? Oh, that was intense. Yeah. There's a bitter, scared part of me that wants to ask Peyton if she's only come outside to make a case for Judith restoring her memory, and not the others. But that isn't fair. She wasn't the one offering me up like a bartering chip. I glance at the window. I don't trust Judith at all. It took us a minute to wrap our heads around all this, but my mom and I are with you. Especially if Judith stole memories of my dad. Peyton's father? There was something about him. Something I meant to tell Peyton, but I can't remember anymore. I let the terror wash over me for a second, then press it down deep. I think your mom might be right about your memories. I'm starting to wonder that too. What sort of things are you forgetting? Details? Names. And then, this morning, I forgot Cassie. What if it gets worse? Maybe it won't. But if what I have is what Ned has, then it will. Shh, hey. Calm down. The first time I saw Peyton, I'd come upon a snake on a trail. She'd used the same soothing voice to ease me safely away from harm. I'm not sure you should believe Judith. So you think I shouldn't let her test me then? I don't know. We both glance at the window again. Cassie, Trina, and Remy are all visible through it. Watching us. Watching me. Mind if we walk in the woods? I think I need a little space. Of course. We start through the trees. Gravel crunches under my feet. And I wonder if this is the path on the surveillance camera feed. <clears throat> um, I'm not sure what's going on with you is what's going on with Ned. I mean, you have occasional lapses, but he's, well... Judith could be lying. Just like she lied about why she really takes people's memories. She says it's to help PTSD or anxiety, but she took loads of Cassie's happy memories, too. How do you know if Judith erased the memories? I tell her about Remy's experiment. About the memories I saw and how they differed from Cassie's. In my versions, the truth? I saw darkness, suspicion of Judith, but also Cassie's great love. In Cassie's version, which Judith altered, Judith was the hero and Remy was the villain. I just can't buy that Judith is purely trying to help especially when it comes to my mom and Remy. Judith covered up those memories because Remy knew something about her that Judith didn't want out there. That she was erasing people's memories? That's definitely one secret she's keeping. But is there more than that? Like, if she was so worried we were going to tell someone that she'd experimented on memories, why did she never come for Cassie and me? Wait, if you see Cassie's memories, 
and my mom and I were there with her on that road trip. Then you must remember my father, too. This isn't the way I wanted to tell her. Uh, yeah. I think I do. What, what was he like? My mom gave the impression he wasn't any good. This crushes me. It's exactly the same thing Cassie had felt about Remy. I didn't see a lot of memories of him, but he was caring. Sweet. Funny. He loved you so much. Then why did he leave us? Or did Judith make him leave? Yes, I want to tell her. Yes, yes, yes. It certainly seems like a good theory. I lean against a tree and shut my eyes. I need to tell Peyton I know Colin in the present. But I don't know how. You don't have to let Judith study you. I wouldn't in your shoes. <laughs> but that doesn't help anybody. If Judith is telling the truth and can restore what she's taken from them, of course I have to give someone that gift, right? Even at the expense of my own memories. We all want Judith to restore our memories, but we'd rather she do it without you agreeing to anything that might put you at risk. She's put you in a terrible position. We all get that. Thanks. Playing devil's advocate, though, I've been around Judith for years. She is smart, Alex. I mean, I'm being selfish here, but I don't want anything to happen to your memory. So if Judith can confirm that you and Ned have the same thing, and if she can connect the dots and figure out a way to help you both, I don't want you to change. Peyton's lips tremble. I reach out and take her hand, feeling a zing of adrenaline shoot through me. It almost feels like the dopamine hit I get from my stim. Peyton squeezes hard. But then I'm hit with a terrible thought. Will I forget about this? I pull my hand away. It seems like whatever path I take, there will be terrible consequences. <sighs> Do you mind if I just take a minute by myself? Sure. And, um, Alex, whatever you decide, I support you. I nod, then reluctantly turn. I want her to come with me, but I know I have to sort through these thoughts myself. Peyton's shoes crunch on the leaves as she heads in the other direction. I go farther down the path. Do I let Judith study me? If so, who gets their memory back? My phone. I'm surprised I even have it in my pocket. I forgot I'd put it there. When I look at the screen, it's a text from Zarabeth, the woman with whom I had the interview. Hey Alex, as discussed, here are some times that work for me for any follow-up questions you might have. I peruse the call times she's given me and start to type back. But then I pause. I'd love to work for Zarabeth's company. If I don't get help, how could I possibly hold down any job? And then I see him. Ned sits on the bank of the lake, his feet dipped in the water, his hands resting on his lap. He's so silent that I might have passed him by without realizing he was there. I start down the bank, until I'm right next to him. 
Hello? He turns to gaze at me. His eyes are blank. It's like he's anesthetized. Seeing and not seeing. Um, I'm Alex. No answer. Is your name Ned? All of a sudden, the corner of his lips stretch into a childish smile. Hi. I like fish. Um, me too. What kind of fish? His smile stretches wider. But then he frowns, like he's lost his train of thought. He looks at the water. Then he turns back to me, his smile just as big and guileless as before. Hi. Hi. My heart sinks. I linger for a while in awkward silence. He turns back to the water, seemingly forgetting I'm here. Um, I'm going to go. Do you want to come with me? No response. I stare at his slumped back, the knobs of his spine poking through his thin t-shirt. I try to put myself in Ned's shoes, forgetting what I've said only moments before. Even if I would get to a point where I didn't realize my mental condition and was content to just be, I couldn't imagine putting Cassie through that pain. When I look back up, I'm disoriented. I see trees, rocks, gravel. Behind me is a pond. I don't know where I've come from. When I spin around, someone is coming toward me. A pretty girl with a shaved head, a silver nose ring, and light brown skin. Peyton. Yes, Peyton. There you are. You walked off again. Again? She takes me by the elbow and guides me down the correct fork in the path. I glance over my shoulder toward the lake. I just saw Ned. Yeah, I know. You already told me. She glances at me out of the corner of her eye. I shake my head. But I just saw him now. It just happened. It was so sad, Peyton. The only thing he could say was, Hi, and that he likes fish. My mouth drops open. Peyton stops. She looks like she might cry. Alex, you've been out here for over three hours. You've met Ned two other times. You're doing the same thing over and over, and so is he, and... My throat suddenly feels tight. It only happened once, didn't it? God, it feels like there are bugs crawling over my skin. I told Judith. She says just before Ned's illness got worse, he did the same thing. I shut my eyes, feeling a swell of anger. I need to fix this. To do that, I need Judith's help. But how can I accept her offer? How can I choose one person's memories over everyone else's? And suddenly, I know what I need to do. I want to talk to Judith. Now. Peyton nods, grabs my hand, and we hurry down the path. Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back. 
Get 15% back at hundreds of stores. And it's all happening this week, May 6th to May 13th. It's the perfect time to shop for everything on your list for spring and summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. I know I'm using this week to stock up on some warmer weather essentials at Ray-Ban and Ulta, and I love that Rakuten even helps me save on travel at sites like Hotels.com. Rakuten really is the best way to shop, and you can save even more by stacking cash back on top of deals. Plus, during Big Give Week, that cash back is bigger than ever. With Rakuten, membership is free, and when you sign up and shop today, you get an extra 10% cash back boost. That's an extra 10% cash back on top of the 15% cash back. You won't see higher cash back rates than these. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. As a podcast network, our first priority has always been audio and the stories we're able to share with you. But we also sell merch, and organizing that was made both possible and easy with Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell and grow at every stage of your business, from the launch your online shop stage all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. They have an all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system, so wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. Shopify has allowed us to share something tangible with the podcast community we've built here, selling our beanies, sweatshirts, and mugs to fans of our shows without taking up too much time from all the other work we do to bring you even more great content. And it's not just us. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Shopify is also the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash realm, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash R-E-A-L-M now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash realm. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Cassie, Trina, and Remy are sitting in the kitchen. They jump up when Peyton and I rush in. Alex. Peyton. Is everything okay? Cassie comes toward me. Hey, honey, you were gone for so long. She wants to talk to Judith. Eyes widen. Everyone follows as we locate Judith in the computer room. She turns from one of the terminals and gives me a long, appraising look. I hear you spoke with Ned, Alex. Several times. I swallow the lump in my throat. I'll do it. You can study me. Excellent. Hang on. You promised to fix one of us first. I will honor that. Alex, uh, who's going first? I can't look anyone in the eye when I say it. So I just stare at the floor. 
Remy. What? Excuse me? I'm sorry, but he makes the most sense. Cassie looks like I've kicked her in the chest. After all I've done for you... I can't believe this. He's a doctor. He could help all of us once he gets his memories back. But I'm your mother. You don't even know him. This isn't me choosing one parent over another. This is so he can remember you, isn't it? Don't be ridiculous. Cassie turns away. My gaze flits to Remy. He meets my gaze, giving me a tiny, grateful smile. I also notice that Peyton and Trina have left the room. It seems like I've pissed off everyone. Let's go, Remy. I linger on Cassie for a moment, but she doesn't want to talk to me. I follow Remy as Judith leads him through a doorway. We walk down a maze of stucco hallways, through an outdoor covered space, and into an outbuilding. The room is dark, the only light coming from LEDs on various consoles, monitors, and machines. There's a cot in the corner, and a strange smell of sulfur is in the air. I get a sense of deja vu. This is the same room where Remy had his memories extracted the first time. I can see it, clearly, in one of the memories I inherited from Cassie. The one where she's standing over him, begging Judith to tell her what she's done. I glance at Remy, gauging if he remembers too. He stares at the cot impassively. When Judith wipes a memory, I guess she wipes it clean. Lie down there. Remy does as he's told. Judith goes over to a giant machine the size of a large television and hits a switch. The thing comes to life, filling the room with light. I see electrodes everywhere. Trays with injection needles. Vials of... something. My throat feels tight. I think I need to... I glance toward the door. Judith gives me a small nod as I let myself out. In the hallway, I take deep, heaving breaths. Why did that room scare me so much? Because of what I'd seen in Cassie's memories? So, how's Daddy doing? I whip around. Cassie is sitting on the top step, her arms folded tightly around her knees. Cassie, you really think this is about me choosing him over you? Is it because I was so quick to bargain with Judith? You thought I was only looking out for myself, just using you as a pawn? You did kind of do that. Yeah. But that's not why I chose Remy. I want Judith to treat you because I'm genuinely worried. Ever since you were able to read, talk, handle stuff, I know I've relied on you. Because you have such a good mind. I have always been proud of you for it. And now I see that mind wasting away. Not just because Judith trotted out her son and scared us with his symptoms. It's been bothering me for a while now. I, I even saw glimmers of it before the memory experiment. But I just didn't think it was a big deal at the time. Before Remy's study? Like when? Your college graduation. I told you to send me a ticket. But then you never did. I thought you were doing it because you didn't want me there, actually. But now I wonder. Wait, no. I did send you a ticket. No, you didn't. 
<laughs> yes, I distinctly remember sending you a ticket. You didn't come. I scroll back through my sent emails. I search by Cassie's email address. I search by keywords, tickets, and grad, and ceremony, and look in my trash folder. But there's nothing about Cassie and graduation. But, God, could this really be true? All this time, I'd been blaming Cassie for being too flaky to come, when in fact, I hadn't invited her? I'm so sorry. And then there was this thing about Colin. My heart drops to my knees. No. There's no way I'd told her about him. Colin? What do you mean? You told me you made a new friend and you wanted me to meet him for some reason. But then you just stopped talking about him. And I asked you about it and you acted like you never even brought him up. You got mad at me, in fact. Said it was none of my business. And how did I know about it? I'm afraid to look at her because she'll see my horror. When I was meeting with Colin, I'd felt in control. Cogent. I don't know how to explain this. Maybe my behavior, lately, has been as confusing to her as hers has been to me my whole life. I had no idea. Baby, this is why I was so quick to take Judith up on her offer to help you. You're my daughter, and I don't want to lose you. So that's why when you asked Judith to help Remy over me, I... Well, it hurt. I thought we were a team. We are. And how do we really know Remy's intentions are good? I, I mean, you say you see him in my memories, but how do we know Remy didn't mess with them just as Judith messed with mine? That could be totally playing us. Maybe Remy and Judith are working together. What? Oh, Cassie, he's not like that. Why do you trust him? Because he gave you a sob story two weeks ago about how much he loved and missed you? <laughs> That's not fair. You don't actually know him, Alex. You don't either. You're basing this on how you remember him, which is a lie. You should have chosen me to go first. If I had all my memories back, I'd know everything about Remy, about Judith, about all of it. And I would tell you the truth. But Remy, we don't really know if we can trust him. I stand back, shaken. But Judith would have to see so many moves ahead to bank on all of this to work out for her, wouldn't she? And Remy would have to be such a good actor. If he really was faking it, Cassie and I would have noticed. I slumped down in a chair next to Cassie, feeling drained. I'm sure I only shut my eyes for a minute, but when I open them again, the light has shifted in the room. My head feels fuzzy. Was I sleeping? I look at Cassie. She raises an eyebrow. No, unless you talk about celebrity gossip in your sleep. I turn away from her so she doesn't see my disorientation. I've lost more time again. What is happening to me? Suddenly, the door at the end of the hall opens. Judith. Wearing surgeon's magnifying glasses and blue medical scrubs, pokes her head out. It's done. Do you want to see him? I leap to my feet. I do. 
and so does she. I point at Cassie. Hmm? No, I don't. I drag her into the treatment room anyway. The blinds have been opened, and sunlight spills in. Remy is lying on the cot. I walk over to Remy and kneel by his bed. He turns to me, and his face lights up. This time, with what seems like true recognition. Oh. Hi. How are you feeling? Uh, okay. Then he notices Cassie standing behind him, and pure delight washes over his face. It's you. Remy reaches out his hands for Cassie. Cassie wrinkles her nose. Uh... Oh, Cassie, I've missed you. I've missed you so much. I let out a sob too, astonished that Judith has actually done it. I glance over at her as she tidies up from the procedure, coiling up cords and putting away vials. She glances up, meeting my gaze. Thank you, I mouth. She jolts, seemingly surprised at my kindness. Cassie. Remy is still reaching his hands out. Cassie lets him hold her, but her hands are limp in his, and there's a look of tolerance on her face, like she's only doing it to be polite. Those memories aren't back for her, but I hope, someday, they will be, and I hope I'll be lucid enough to witness it. You're listening to Memory Lane Season 2, created and produced by Realm, your portal to another world. Listen away. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. Memory Lane is written by Sarah Shepard, produced by Rhoda Bayessa and Haley Wagreich, associate produced by Michael Coulter, and executive produced by Molly Barton. Performed by Emily Wu Seller, Leanne Marie Dobbs, Elliot Schiff, Tiana Camacho, Julia Nippon, Mike Carnes, Lena Klingeman, Sherry Wishard, and Kaylin West. Directed by Amanda Rose Smith and Kaylin West. Produced by Kaylin West. Sound design and post-production by Tim Franklin. Editing by Corey Barton. Original theme composed by Amanda Rose Smith with digital orchestration by Andrew Rowan and Max Kuttner. Music supervision by Amy Parker. Cover design by Kendall Thomas. Special thanks to Ellen Goodlett. 